there, folks. Welcome to another episode. I haven't done an episode count in a while. Let's see. Episode 175 of the Eddie and His Amazing Friends Hero Cast, formerly the Eddie and Caleb Hero Cast. Just me today. Just me. Should have some guests on in the next couple weeks, so that's always fun. But uh, yeah, this one we're just going solo. Been super, super busy lately. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just, it, it was hard to even find time to even do this recording. And the solo recordings are usually, you know, shorter. So even just carving out 45 minutes of the day was was tricky. But uh, we made it. Made it work. So this week is, oh, what am I doing? I forgot. We have plugs. Follow us on Twitter, X, whatever, EC underscore hero. Instagram, EC HeroCast, or myself on Twitter at EDC85, Eddie with a Y. Yeah, that's, uh, that should do it. Or EDC85 on Instagram as well. Let me think. Oh, some hero-related-ish news. So apparently Fantastic Four has now been cast. That The writer's strike is over. That's cool. Been waiting for that cast. That cast has felt like it's been... They've been going back and forth for a long time, but uh, excited to see who it is. Apparently, they'll announce it when the actor strike ends, which it sounds like, fingers crossed, will be soon. I think. I think the I think the writer strike ending kind of it's like you got to end the actor strike now. I think so. So uh, let's see. Loki season two is out. First episode dropped. Um, not as memorable as I would have liked. It laid the groundwork real well, I would say. I'm excited for what the season has in store. So, you know, we'll see. There wasn't anything, like I said, super noteworthy other than spoilers. Uh, Loki, you know, if you remember how season one ended, Loki goes back to the TVA and uh, Mobius doesn't know who he is. He does now. So, okay, we got that under... uh, Got that taken care of now, but uh, yeah, we'll see where the uh, see where the see where the show goes. I'm hopeful because, man, Marvel's TV shows have just—I don't know. I like I don't hate any of them. There wasn't a show that came out that I hated. There was just a lot of them that I'm just like indifferent on, and a lot of them that I'm just like they didn't. It doesn't feel like they went anywhere. I don't know. I saw a video. Oh man, I can't remember who did it, but it was it was like what Marvel should have done, and it was they basically were like instead of doing the Secret Invasion TV show, they did a Secret Invasion movie, and it was like basically another Avengers movie, and the new Avengers was led by the new Captain America, uh, Bucky was in it, Moon Knight was in it, uh, Kate Bishop, uh, She Hulk. Um, who am I forgetting? I'm sure I'm forgetting a few. I think Ant-Man was still there, Ant-Man Wasp. So, and and then that was kind of their idea. And I, I genuinely liked it. I like it more than what they actually did. But, you know, we'll get into that. This, however, this is a very special episode. And I'll explain why. The original list... The original list. Now, I've altered the list, the list of superhero movies we were doing. I've altered the list a million times. 
But the original list ended because I didn't know what movies were coming out beyond it because of COVID and everything. But the original list ended with Bloodshot right here. This was the end. So everything from here on out is going to be created post-creation of the podcast. And starting next week. In other words, I'll use a train analogy for our our old pal Caleb. If the podcast is a train, we're going from point A to point B. What is point B? I don't know. I mean, it could be Deadpool 3, or it could be, um, you know, Thunderbolts, or it could be Captain America, Brave New World. New World Order is such a better name, though. Could be any of those things. I don't know. But the point is, is when the train started, there was not enough track to get us to that point. You see what I'm saying? But luckily, the train had a very long time before it ran out of track. So we had to start building track. And that is what Hollywood has done. So over the next couple weeks, actually from here on out, forget the next couple weeks, for the next year or so, that is what it is. Every movie that we do beyond this week is going to be a movie that was released post-creation of the podcast. So, kind of cool, I guess. Maybe you don't think so. I do. But, today is Bloodshot, starring Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, who's been on the podcast as the voice of Groot, but it's hard to, I mean, what do you even really say? How do you analyze that? Like, all he does is say the same thing. So this is like Vin Diesel really, really being on the podcast, you know. So, not that he's new, but his appearance is new to the podcast. So we'll say that. This movie came out March 13th, 2020, which is probably the worst day you could have released a movie. Which will bring us to, start with the facts and figures, because this will all tie in together. Budget. 45 million box office 37.3 million if ever oh sorry let me uh let's see that puts it 148 148 on the list it is uh negative 7.7 million 9.1 with inflation it is right below barbed wire and right above punisher 1989 with dolph lundgren if ever there was a movie that deserves an asterisk it's this one I don't know if this movie would have made a lot of money, but I looked it up to find the exact week. So COVID shut everything down on a Wednesday. I remember that. It was on a Wednesday on March 11th. March 11th. Well, this movie came out March 13th. Now, my history with the movie. I did see it in theaters on a Friday. Not that I was super excited to see it, but it's like, I knew, like, theaters were going to be closing. I knew this. Like, everything was closing. I mean, I, you know, I remember that Wednesday. I was watching, it was like an NBA it was on. And they're like, well, there's only going to be one more NBA game on until they're going to take a, uh, it's like a 30-day hiatus from the season. And I was like, well, this is crazy. And NHL was, like, debating. I think NHL decided the following morning that they were going to do that. Um, I don't remember the exact um, 
timeline of, of, of all that. But I remember watching the NBA on on Wednesday night, and then they were going to do a game. It was like the Hornets, or, or I think it was the Hornets, or maybe it was the Pelicans. I don't remember. There's two teams since they moved. It kind of, I can't remember. But, and then they're like, actually, no, we're not going to do that game because the uh, one of the referees did uh, a game the other night with um, Rudy Gobert, who everybody remembers tested positive after he touched all the microphones. So we, we can't do that game. And it's just like, okay, well, we're just done with NBA for a while. And I was like, man, this is crazy. But yes, all that happened on a Wednesday. And then on a Friday is when I saw... Uh, bloodshot and I, I the reason I saw it like I knew movie theaters were gonna be the next thing to close and on Saturday the following day I was at some a friend's house oh you mean you didn't stay at home like everybody said no <laughs> I didn't it was like it was still the first week but uh, I remember the they had announced that the casino was closing uh, indefinitely I was like, ooh, that's a big deal. That's a really big deal because they don't like to close those. So I was like, okay, well, here we go. You know, this is this is life now. And then I think that Monday theaters closed. And then I did some, some digging. So this was, this movie, um, like I said, it made its opening weekend $27.2 million. Worldwide, $37.1 million, which is not a terrible opening weekend when you consider that, you know, for a large part of the world and then even parts of America, COVID was just starting. So a lot of people did stay at home. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people, it took a week or two before we realized, okay, this is more serious than we thought. The following week... <laughs> Bloodshot went from what was it, twenty-seven point two million in America and Canada, and then the following week, it made where's it at? Um, oh, here it is, fifty-two thousand. <laughs> it says from seventy-nine locations, mostly drive-in theaters. I never saw a movie at the drive-in during COVID. I know that they were doing them. But I never, I never did that. But yeah, seventy nine location. I'm sure there were probably some theaters that were still open, at least allowed to be open for another week. I, I can't imagine most people went to them. But yeah, so yeah, a bit of an asterisk next to Bloodshot. It's a money loser technically, but man, it's like no chance, no chance of being successful. Anyway, this was uh, critics thirty one percent, fans seventy eight percent. So fans kind of dug it critics not so much by the way i apologize last week i said this was on max they did the old switcheroo i hate that and they i think this fell off of max on april or sorry april uh october 1st so it, it's on what did i had to do i had to do another stars preview on amazon i think i've done like two or three of those and they just keep forgetting that i've signed up for the free free the free uh free trial and i just keep getting a free trial of stars hopefully man i just i can't believe that a movie that came out three years ago we're still having to do you know 
pay for the movie. I don't know. It just seems strange to me. But here we are. So, um, yeah, history with the movie. I mean, like I said, that was, I was that's exactly what I was doing. Same thing everybody else was doing. Just experiencing COVID and how it befell all of us. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was fun. Good times, good times. I don't... Do you remember those articles that came out like a year ago where it's like, oh, I have COVID and I have lockdown nostalgia. It's like, I never wanted to reach through the computer screen and punch someone so bad. It's like, I do not have lockdown nostalgia. I don't miss that one bit. Not one bit. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, the remake, saved me. I was very, that was, I, I did a lot of that during the lockdown. Um, Tiger King... Uh, the floor is lava. I think love is blind dropped during then, and then this podcast—that's pretty much what kept me sane through all that. If if I didn't have a lot of those things, man. Ugh. But yeah, we were able to. Uh, I remember Caleb and I—we were able to do a bunch in a row because it's like, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> so you want to record? Sure. I mean, that's. That's how it was. I, you know, it's like you, you worked from home, you get off work. It's like, okay, nothing to do. But yeah, I had my birthday during COVID, carry out. That was boring. So, but yeah, good times, good times. Oh, oh, almost forgot the, uh, the champions and the song. The song, again, the box by Roddy Rich. So. We're getting more and more repeat champions with songs. That's surprising. Champions in wrestling, pretty sure they're mostly the same, but just in case, we'll go through it. WWE, champ, Brock Lesnar, Universal. Oh, no, this one was different. Universal champion was Goldberg. How about that? Beat uh, beat poor Bray Wyatt. Mm. R.I.P. NXT champion Adam Cole. Raw Women's, Becky Lynch. SmackDown Women's, Becky Lynch. NXT Women's, Rhea Ripley. AEW Champion is John Moxley. And AEW Women's Champion is Nyla Rose. Oh, IWGP, IWGP Champion, Tetsuya Naito. There we go. I think we're in for a shakeup of champions. I don't know if it'll be next week or the week after, but that'll be fun. I always like a big old... Big old shakeup. So, uh, cast, I guess. I mean, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's pretty much Vin Diesel. I mean, there's other people, but it's like, this is the Vin Diesel show. And he's not a good actor, but it's like he plays Vin Diesel really well. So, you know, he's, he's, He's either Dominic Toretto or Ray Garrison, and they're both, they're basically the same person. So that's just that's who Vin Diesel is. He's he's himself. He plays himself well. He looks like a star. I'll say that. He's always looked like a uh, you know a big time action star. So, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say about him. I mean. Or or the cast, you know. So, well, let's just dive into the plot. How about that? So we open... (laughs) Oh boy, talk about uh, parallel 
the podcast coinciding with uh, reality. So we open in the Middle East in a war. It's great. Where soldier Ray Garrison is shooting at some some guys, terrorists, I guess. And he saves a hostage. And he goes back to the Air Force Base in Italy to meet his wife. And the next morning, when his wife goes out for breakfast, he's ambushed by two men. He beats them up. Then there's a third guy who drugs him. And then he wakes up. He's in like a uh, meat locker. It's very cliche. And by the way, that's on purpose. It's very cliche. Then we meet... Martin Axe, he walks in to the song Psycho Killer, and he has the wife of Ray. She's tied up, and he asks him, you know, who tipped you off about the hostages? He's like, I don't know. I'll tell you anything, but I don't know that. And he ends, and he's like, all right, I believe you. But then Martin kills the wife. Ray says, you better kill me now because you won't get a second chance. So Martin's like, okay, thanks for the advice. And then he kills him. Roll credits. No, the opening credits. So Ray wakes up. This is very Robocop-ish, now that I think about it. So Ray wakes up. He's in a company. They're called, like, Rising Spirits. He meets with Dr. Harding, who says, you know, your body was donated by the military... You're dead, but we found out a way to bring you back from the dead. And basically, he shows Ray his powers. His blood is filled with these billions of nanobites, which can quickly repair scarred tissue. He's also got super strength. He's kind of like a Wolverine, almost. No super senses, though, but he can't remember anything about how he got there or how, who killed him or anything like that. And then there's other team members. There's uh, KT, who has... Not Katie, KT, who has a respirator to breathe through. So she has like a mechanical lungs almost. And then there's Dalton, who has robot legs. And then Tibbs, who has multiple optic nerves. So he can see... He shoots out drones, and then he can see through the drones. It's kind of neat, but, uh, you know, they're not... We'll learn that they won't be his friends. So Ray's memory is triggered when he remembers Martin Axe killed his wife. They were playing Psycho Killer on the speakers in the the training room, I guess. And he wants to go looking for Martin. And Harding wants him to come back to base. And Ray just... This was also very similar to The Matrix, how Neo could just download things into his brain, you know, off the internet. That's what he does. He downloads like a flight manual. He learns how to fly. He can basically access the internet remotely from his brain. And he locates Axe. And he goes after him. He finds him and traps him in this convoy in a tunnel. He finds Axe and he kills him. And then Ray heads off to the airfield in Hungary where he is taken back to the lab. And he's told by Dalton, he's like, you know, you really believe she's gone. And he's like, you know, she's just a memory we implanted in you. You're a toy soldier. We wind you up and we set you loose. He's like, I told you I'd tell you everything. And then, just like that, Ray goes back to sleep. So they implant another memory in Ray's head. Similar memory. Same idea as before. There's slight differences, like what was on the table next to the terrorist that he shot or whatever. 
But the main difference is Martin Axe now has a new face and name. It's Nick Barris. So that's the next target. So that's what they do. So Harding, figure it out, he has a list of people that he once killed. And in order to do that, he pretends, he implants... Ray really is have, has superpowers and everything. That all is true, and he really is dead and all that. But the person who killed him is changes every time. And by the way, his wife is not really dead. But they make him think it is so that he goes on this rampage and kills people. So, that's the gist. So Nick Barris is the next target that needs assassinated. And KT has a problem with what Harding is doing and... He's like, well, if you don't like it, you can quit. And she's like, well, I can't, because if I quit, you'll shut off my device, and then I'll suffocate and die. Fair point. So um, so they redo the routine, the whole deal. Ray's headed to go kill Nick Barris. But Barris has some insight on Ray and has this IT guy, Wilfred. Um, so Wilfred is, uh, he's like, oh, we, you know, we, we have this EMP that we can use. That might work. And Nick can't trigger it in time because it's not charged. And then he's killed. But then Wilfred pushes it. And then Ray just kind of collapses and he's shut down. Ray wakes up in Wilfred's lab. And he remembers murdering all the different psycho killers, as it were. You know. And Wilfred says that they wanted you to kill Harding's former associates. And he goes to look for his wife, Gina, who is alive and living in London. And Harding tracks her down, or sorry, tracks him down. He's no longer connecting to the Rising Spirits internet servers. So Dalton and Tiggs, they go after him. They're able to kind of sort of find his general location. And Ray finds Gina, it's his wife. And she says, or sorry, he says he's happy to see her. He's like, oh, you know, I, I finally came home. And she's like, what are you talking about? She's like, I've moved on. We've been divorced five years. And I have a family now. And he's like, but I, I came home. He's like, that's the problem, is you kept leaving. It's like, ooh, dun-dun-dun. So, he's uh, he's kind of upset about this. But, I mean, at least she's alive, right? But Tiggs and Dalton then find him. Ray and Dalton fight, and Dalton's robot legs get run over <laughs> by a truck. Tig manages to hit a device on him that will shut him down. And then Harding sends KT after Wilfred, or else he'll cut off her air supply. Again, you kind of need that to, to live. So Ray wakes up. He's talking to Harding. Harding tells Ray he's got a pretty sweet gig. He's like, when you think about it. And he's like, I've made you into your best version of me. And then Ray counters. He's like, no, you're you're you're, you're the best version of of." Of me in your mind. You're not my best version of me. So Harding. This was all an illusion. He wasn't really talking to him. He was actually still asleep. So kind of a mini twist. KT then reports back to Harding. That Wilfred got away. So Harding wants the memory redone again. But with Wilfred as the psycho killer. And KT is. uh, She actually has altered the dream. Where she appears in the dream. So. They're like, okay, we're gonna all we're gonna change the dream. We're gonna make Wilfred the psycho killer, and then when you know Ray's about to shoot the terrorists, like Katie appears. He's like, what's going on? Who's this woman in this house in the Middle East? <laughs> you know, and 
she lets Wilfred hack into the dream and it just kind of breaks apart. It was very similar to uh, Mysterio and Spider-Man uh, Far From Home where like the whole the room with the terrorist and the hostage, it's all like disintegrating. So um, they, they freed his mind, so to speak, and then Harding tries to stop KT, but she disables his arm from being able to shut her breathing apparatus off. So Tiggs and Dalton are sent to go after Ray again. This time Dalton has new robot legs and robot arms, in addition to his normal arms. The three end up fighting on top of an elevator. Dalton ends up killing Tiggs with an attempt to kill Ray. Um, Yeah, he was like, I'll sacrifice Tiggs to kill Ray, and it didn't work. So, oh well. R.I.P. to a real one. Ray then kills Dalton when he turns into... I guess this is like where he officially turned into Bloodshot because his eyes got Bloodshot. And he just... He like punches them as they're falling out of the building and he punches them so hard he just like... His fist goes through them and then he plummets to the ground. So, it's kind of cool. So, Bloodshot finds Harding and Harding just shoots him with a rocket launcher. Bloodshot partially blows up but he reassembles himself. And they're like, but his nanite levels are at 0%, you know? Like, if he gets hit again, he'll he'll die. Bloodshot then grabs Harding. You're sorry, he grabs Harding. He grabbed another rocket from, like, the air. And he just, like, turns the rocket on and blows them, blows them both up together. R.I.P. to a couple real ones. Ray then awakens in a lab with Wilfred. And Wilfred says that the nanites are now self-sufficient. Okay, well, that was convenient. <laughs> we worked out of that plot hole, just just like that. Ray asks KT, where to now? This was very Fast and Furious-esque. He's like, where to now? And she's like, I don't know. He says, perfect. And then they just ride off into the sunset, like driving around like in a van on a mountain. I'm like, if this was, if he was driving in like his, uh, what does he drive, like a, a charger? Like if he was just driving in one of those, this would have looked like a Fast and Furious ending. But no. Rolls off into the sunset. Roll credits. Uh, that was Bloodshot. So, look, if if you know if you've never seen it, and you want like a little a cool action movie to watch. It's a little, it's, it's uh, you know a little over an hour and a half. It's not bad. It's it's a fun little action movie. To me, it's one of those things where it's like, I think this this set up well for future movies, which I apparently, it doesn't seem like we're going to get any, uh, which again, I, I can't really blame on the box office because it's like, this movie had no shot of being successful, so, but yeah, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10, I think a sequel, where he's already established his powers, and maybe they could expand on his powers, and he could do cooler stuff, that might be, that might make for a better movie than this. Um, but overall, this was, this was a solid first entry, probably an only entry. I don't know a ton about the character himself. I don't know how accurate this was, but yeah, it's a solid entry. Unfortunately, it's just, you know, it's, it's a very, what's the word? Just basic plot. Like it's one of those things, like as soon as you see the doctor, you're like, oh, that's the villain. You know, it's one of those type of type of deals. Um, Vin Diesel's acting is is not. It's probably worse than normal, which is saying something. Uh, the special effects are solid. Fighting the action scenes 
good, not great. So yeah, that's kind of where I would where I would put this. Uh, about a six out of ten. I mean, it's again, if, if it's nothing worth going out of your way to see, but it's it's not it's not bad. So there you go. That is Bloodshot. Next week, hopefully we'll have a guest. It is Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. That is on Max. Let me make sure it's still there. You know how you know how uh Max likes to you know drop things apparently. So Justice League Dark Yes, it is on Max still as of now. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Another animated movie. Another DC animated movie. Which, so far, we're two for two on those. So, hopefully the streak continues. Yeah, that's all I've got. Um, I guess we will get out of here on a quote. Um, Let me see. Of course I have to quote old Vin Diesel. Bloodshot. Ray. Whichever. And by the way, this is a true quote. I kind of like it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fine quote, not just for the movie, but for life in general. So we're gonna, we're gonna take in some, um, what's the word? In uh, intellect. We're gonna grow intellectually together with this quote. <clears throat> Life's about not knowing what's coming. Can't even